The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. From the field to the to the world, we've got you covered every step of the way as the road to the draft starts right now on BGN Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of the BGN Draft Show. I'm your host Shane Half. You can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at Shane Half NFL. I'm joined today by my co-host, fellow draft enthusiast Dives. Give him a follow on Twitter at Mr. Crockpot. Be sure to check out his podcast, Party on Broad. Dives, how are you doing tonight? What is going on, man? Uh, always a pleasure talking shop here. Uh, amazing stories uh, this weekend. Even better matchups here uh, coming up this weekend. Wow, what a slate of games to talk about. Absolutely. We told you last week wasn't great, and then it turned out to be great. But there's some good matchups this weekend. We had to argue a lot about what was going to be the game of the week. But I'm also joined by my co-host who commandeered the game of the week because he's a Notre Dame fan. It is Mark Henry Jr. Give him a follow on Twitter at Mark Henry Jr. underscore. Be sure to check out his Tough Cover radio show every Saturday. Mark, how are you doing tonight? I don't want to bury the lead. We'll we'll talk about that when we get to game of the week. That. That is a that is a bold accusation is what I'd say first. Uh, number two, I, since we set it off the top, there is more ranked matchups this weekend than there's ever been in the history of September in college football. It's the biggest September Saturday in the history of college football, and I will not be at home for any of it. It's <laughs> unfortunate for Mark. Gonna hopefully you got YouTube TV on the phone there. Yeah, you can watch it on the go. Be a lot of phone watching. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, off the top of the show, we're going to revisit our player of the week uh, predictions from last week. Uh, Dives had running back Audric Estime from Notre Dame. He racked up 176 yards and a touchdown on 20 carries. Mark took quarterback Michael Penix Jr. out of Washington, who went 27 of 35 passing for 473 yards and four touchdowns. I took quarterback Shadur Sanders from Colorado. Uh, who went 38 of 47 passing for 348 yards, four touchdowns and an interception, leading his team over Colorado State in overtime. Unfortunately, for the second week in a row, we decided we're going to call this a wash. Like, I don't know how they all had great weeks. I don't know how you compare those guys against each other. So we're all going to give ourselves one point uh, on our 2-1-0 scale there. I promise we're not going to just call them a wash every week. But these last two weeks, all I can say is we're pretty good at this. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see if we can keep the hot streak going here. 
Uh, so we'll get to some Eagles player of the week predict, or excuse me, we'll get to some player of the week predictions here in a little bit. But first, uh, we're going to talk about some Eagles targets that you guys can keep an eye on this weekend while you're watching college football. Welcome into our top player of the week uh, profile. We're each going to give you one Eagles prospect that you can watch this weekend while you're perusing college football. Some guys that we can see the Eagles drafting next April. Uh, Dives, I'm going to let you lead us off. Who is your Eagles prospect of the week? I've already touched on a lot of like safeties and stuff, but this week I want to go to the opposite side of the football field. I want to talk about a wide receiver in Troy Franklin. Uh, really fun prospect, just a human highlight reel. Uh, this guy has some unbelievable ability to contort his body, go above and beyond, make contested catches in high difficulty situations. Uh, this is a guy who's six foot three, uh, amazing length. Uh, his wingspan is crazy. His catch radius is elite. Uh, he probably could definitely add more mass to his frame. Uh, he broke out last year, leading the Ducks with 61 receptions, nearly 900 yards, and nine touchdowns. The co- uh, the Ducks take on uh, Colorado this week, and man, it's you know week four, week four, and Colorado again is must see TV, and this game is going to be a doozy. Uh, Deion Sanders and the Buffs have been the talk of college football uh, through the first three weeks, man, and. Let's it's going to end this weekend. I think the Oregon Ducks are going to take care of business uh, pretty handily this weekend. Colorado's defense has given up 30 plus points per game this season. Uh, but back to Troy Franklin, I think he just fits the modern NFL to a T. I see a lot of Brandon Ayuk. I see a lot of Rasheed Rice in this dude. This guy is explosive. He's a good route runner. Uh, he's a major weapon in open space. Uh, I see Troy Franklin as an elite number two wide receiver at the next level. I think he's a top 50 player in the NFL draft, and I've got a firm day two grade on Troy Franklin. Definitely a guy to know if you're an Eagles fan. He's going to tear it up this weekend. And uh, number two, you said Rasheed Rice and Shane perked up a little bit over there. He's a (laughs) Shane's the all-time Rasheed Rice guy, right? Or wait, am I confusing him with Mims? I, well, I was a huge Marvin Mims guy. I liked Rice, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what I perked up was because I heard I heard Dives predict the demise of uh, Deion Sanders, Colorado oh. Buffaloes. And all I was going to say is if you're going to do that, the least you can do is put on a pair of sunglasses when you make the prediction, Dives. <laughs> well, they, they got a lot of injuries, man. It's, it's unfortunate that Travis Hunter is going to be out a few weeks. Yeah. They've got a couple other injuries as well. But, you know, I, I just don't see any way – the buffs can contain that Oregon offense, man. That That is an elite offense. Well, neither does Vegas because as we're recording this, it's a 21 point spread in favor of the Oregon ducks. All right. Uh, all right. That is dives prospect of the week for the Eagles. Mark, why don't you tell us who you've got next? So I've got someone who might turn out, it might turn out to be stupid, might turn out to be a waste of time to talk about this guy. Um, but Dallas Turner is who I've got, Alabama um, edge rusher. And the reason that I did it was because Dives uh, 
who does puts out some of the best college videos faster than anybody else who I see. Um, I saw the play um, and I watched a lot of the Alabama USF game because Alabama struggled to pull away in that game. But Dallas Turner jumped off the screen on a couple plays and especially on one play that dives posted, he dropped back in coverage and the USF quarterback scrambled towards the sideline and the dude covered half the field to get to him and to throw him out of bounds uh, before he could throw the ball away or make a play with the ball. Um, it was scary, scary Will Anderson type stuff. And that's the comp. I, I like Dive said off air. It's 6'4", 240, same exact build. I, I mean, he has the Will Anderson build. And this is a guy who was ready to play right away at Alabama. He was a huge prospect, stepped right in, 10 tackles for loss as a freshman. I think he had, yeah, eight and a half sacks as a freshman. A little bit of a down year last year. Um, only eight tackles for loss in four sacks. And the first two weeks didn't put a lot of tape up. Didn't look incredible against Texas. But I think people let that affect way too much of his draft stock because I looked at some mock drafts. He's fallen outside of the top 20. In one of the mock drafts, CBS Sports, he was outside of the first round. That's insane. This guy's a top five to 10 prospect in my opinion, but Hey, we've seen crazier things. We've seen guys like miles Murphy fall at all the, almost all the way out of the first round, but he made up for it. Two and a half sacks tackles for loss against USF. I think Dallas Turner is going to have a big, big rest of the season. And even if Alabama is not the national title contender, they usually are. I think Dallas Turner will show up and show out. All right. Any thoughts on him types? I don't think anybody questions his talent. It's just the production. Uh, there's been far too many, uh, you know, lapses of production when it comes to Dallas tournament. I want to see him do what he did last week, uh, get into the backfield, get sacks, uh, force a fumble every week. I want to see him be just a monster. Uh, we saw it with Will Anderson. He's not Will Anderson. Um, but I do think uh, he will crush the draft process. I do think he will be a first rounder. No question. Yeah, and the difference really between him and Anderson is that he's not a good run defender. That That's kind of the, the concerning thing with Turner. He's a pass rusher, and the production isn't all the way there. He's not generally the type of guy I'd love, but you watch him on tape, and the dude looks like a tight end. Like, he, he moves like a tight end. I mean, he is just a serious, serious athlete with serious build, um, and, and it looks like when he puts it together, it's truly special. So that's the I, I that is the type of guy that I do buy in on where you do the special traits are obviously sitting right there. All right. And that brings us to my Eagles target of the week. It is a guy the Eagles will never draft because he's a safety, but we can <laughs> dream because it's September. Uh, it is Cameron Kinchins from uh the University of Miami. I just think he's such a good football player. I and he's got a nice story. Three-star recruit. He broke out in 2022 as a sophomore. Uh, he is 5'11", 202 pounds. In 2022, he had a 90.7 PFF coverage grade, which led all safeties. Uh, his six interceptions were tied for the most in the Power Five. He had six pass breakups, 59 tackles, and one and a half tackles for loss. He's He can really do it all. He's excellent in coverage. He reads routes. I think he reads quarterbacks really well and triggers downhill with speed to disrupt plays. Like he's kind of your free safety mold, not because he's not physical. He shows physicality as a tackler. Uh, he's not afraid to come downhill in the run game, but you want him in that free safety role because you don't want this guy manning tight ends. He's at his best 
playing with his eyes on the quarterback and, and breaking on throws and routes. He's so good at that. Uh, as for his weaknesses, he's overly aggressive at times. Uh, you can see him get burned deep at times because he's triggering downhill to try to make plays. He gets a little out of control as a tackler at times, uh, so he'll miss some tackles going for big hits. But those are such – I mean, that's such, like, nitpicky weaknesses. He, he is such a good football player. Uh, Cameron Kinchin is going to be a first-round pick. The Eagles aren't going to take him, but they should definitely think about it. Who is the last safety that the Eagles drafted in the first two rounds? Jaquan Jarrett. It is Jaquan Jarrett. Um, did Nate, and by the way, who did, I, I just gave it away, but who did they draft the year before? I don't know. Nate Allen. Nate Allen. Yeah. Did, yeah, yeah. did Nate, did Nate Allen and Jaquan Jarrett make Howie Roseman think that safeties are just, they stink? Like, <laughs> is that, was he just like, all right, like, I, I tried. Like, sorry. I, I, ironically, Miami plays Temple this weekend. I'm not sure Miami's going to be able to keep up with that. Amazing Temple offense. Hey, so. they got the push push going. <laughs> ever, ever since, ever since the Eagles drafted those guys, like, nope, we're gonna stick with UDFA's and guys we can trade a sixth round pick for now. Yeah, yeah. Howie's like, ah, safeties are overrated. Yeah, Miami also has another safety in James Williams, who will probably be a day one, day two pick, who's six foot four. Uh, yeah. Just this ridiculous hybrid uh, safety prospect. So, yeah. can you imagine them. having two good safeties? I can't even imagine. <laughs> another fun fact. Did you guys know Nate Gary was drafted as a safety? I did know that. Nebraska. That's insane to me. That's insane to me. Yeah. He was he was a safety. You see safeties move to linebacker, but usually they're like good in coverage and a liability in the run. He moved from safety to linebacker and he stunk in coverage and it never made sense to me. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, West Virginia had a guy, I cannot remember who I can't remember the name now. It's been in the last year or two though that a guy that played a linebacker, he played linebacker at West Virginia and he moved to safety in the NFL. Hmm. I, do you, does that ring a bell for you? No. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, that's okay. We can move on. I'll, I'll think, uh, I will think of it before this podcast is over. Uh, and if not, I'll get Rachel to edit me in and act like I thought of it. So, all right, that's going to wrap up our Eagles target of the week. Let's transition to our player of the week predictions. Tony Fields, by the way, I'm pretty sure is the he was he was a linebacker for West Virginia, went to safety in the NFL. Okay, anyways, moving on to our player of the week uh, predictions. Dives, I'm going to let you lead us off again. Who is your player of the week pick? Oh, baby. Uh, the running back class is absolutely loaded in 2024, man. Uh, I'm going to go with a guy who projects to be among the top, and that is Travion Henderson uh, out of Ohio State, man. Spark plug with explosiveness, really good receiver, uh, but he's a dense runner. Uh, what, what is his weight? 214 at 5'10", man. Uh, amazing lateral twitch for someone his size. Uh, with someone with that frame, great contact balance. Uh, he was a fringe top 10 recruit out of high school uh, and hit the ground running literally with Ohio State, man. Uh, the second he put on that Ohio State jersey, he has been explosive. Uh, what I like most about Travion is his upside uh, to be a three down back at the next level. 
Uh, right now, he's coming off of his most productive game of 2023. He ran for 88 yards and two scores uh, in the win over Western Kentucky last weekend. And right now, he's got under 200 yards. He's got four scores on 30 carries through three games. Not elite production by any means, but uh, he's got an amazing test against a Notre Dame defense that's only giving up 2.9 yards per attempt and 3.82 yards per play, which is the third lowest in the entire nation. Uh, this Ohio State-Notre Dame matchup is going to be uh, one heavyweight battle to watch, man. Uh, and I think if Ohio State wins it, it's going to be on the tails of Travion Henderson having a big day. He reminds me so much of Trey Sermon. Yeah, and I know. I know that's an easy comp to make with Ohio State running back, same system, um, but pretty similar build. Um, Trey Sermon's a better pass protector. Henderson's probably a better runner, but um, yeah, a lot of similarities to Sermon. Wait, wait, are you on an Eagles podcast telling me that running backs are allowed to pass protect? <laughs> Maybe that's you know, the, for a different podcast too. But. The funny thing about that is they cut Trey Sermon and like the best thing about Trey Sermon coming out of college was that he's like the best pass protecting running back of college history. So it's like funny that they like couldn't figure out a way to use him. I still feel like Trey Sermon could be a good NFL running back, but I don't, I'll digress. Yeah. All right, Mark, uh, tell us who your Eagles player prediction of the week, is, or excuse me, I keep missing, mixing these up. Your <laughs> player of the week prediction. Yeah, and this is just, I mean, I'm a, I'm a true to a non-believer. Um, give me his brother, Talia Tungavailoa. Um, and you can knock out the Mark's Bet of the Week segment because I'm going to knock out two birds with one stone here because Talia Tungavailoa happens to play for the team that is going to be the team that I like the most this week. Give me Maryland minus seven at Michigan State. Michigan State is an absolute train wreck with everything going on with Mel Tucker. You might notice a trend here. With my bet of the week and my uh, and my player of the week, I picked Michael Penix in Washington last week against Michigan State. He did pretty well, and Washington did pretty well covering easily. I'll go right back to the well with Maryland and Talia Tungavailoa. Over the last two years, Talia has 6,900 yards, 44 touchdowns, and 19 picks with a 68% completion percentage. So the picks have been a little bit of an issue for Talia at times, especially two years ago. But he's a fifth year, he's a fifth year senior at this point. This should be the best football we ever see him play. 900 yards in three games, six touchdowns, two picks, 67% completion percentage. I think Talia is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the country um, throughout the rest of this year. And there's a wide open slot in the Big Ten for a fourth team to step up outside of Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State. Someone else has to be eight and four, nine and three. Someone else has to be in the mix, at least. I think that could be Maryland, and I think it's because of Tonga Vailoa. All right. Uh, and that brings us to my player of the week prediction. I'm going to go with Marvin Harrison Jr. And uh, this is ridiculous. I didn't realize both of you were picking Ohio State guys. This is. Uh, this, is, this is unbelievable. We're competing against each other. And actually, in my in my notes and when I put together our graphic, I accidentally wrote down Henderson as Dives Eagles player of the week. Wait, uh, you guys or, both you guys both had estimate and now nobody has estimate? Yes. What happened? What are I can't pick estimate. I already picked him. Yeah, uh, okay. So I, I was gonna pick estimate and I decided not to go like back to back weeks because that might be boring for the listeners, Mark, and the listeners come first ahead of That's my competitiveness. Fair. That's fair. That's but fair. I did think I, I did write it down wrong. I had uh, Henderson as Dives Eagles prospect of the week. And so I was shuffling graphics and I might have gone away from Ohio State here, but I didn't 
picked Marvin Harrison Jr. I don't know what else you say about this guy. Like he's going to be a top three to five pick. He's probably the best receiver prospect to come out in the last decade. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out arbitrarily. He's a better prospect than Jamar Chase. He's a better prospect than, uh, according to his own coach, he's a better prospect than Garrett Wilson, than Chris Olave, than Jackson Smith, and Jigma, guys who went 10th, 11th, and 20th in their respective drafts. I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr. is phenomenal. Uh, he had seven receptions for 160 yards and two touchdowns, and then a five for 126 and one touchdown in the last two games. This week, he goes up against a Notre Dame team that they're ranked highly, hasn't had a true test yet. We're going to find out a lot about uh, these two teams this weekend. Uh, more on that later. Uh, as we spoiled up top, Mark guided us to that game as the game of the week. Uh, I'll quit throwing Mark under the bus for that, though. But Marvin Harrison Jr. is just phenomenal. The best wide receiver prospect that you will have watched if you've been watching for less than a decade. Absolutely. He does everything like at an elite level. Everything. Like he, he's incredible. It's the son of a Hall of Famer. I mean, he he's the perfect wide receiver prospect. He should be a top three to five pick next year. Um, it'd be awesome to see a team that could get Caleb or Drake May end him. And there's some teams that could be up at the top. Arizona could have two picks. Chicago today could have two picks. So could be fun. I, I joined someone else's show, and the show was top pros or top players uh, that have come out of the Philly area of all time. Oh, yeah. And I gave uh, an honorable mention to Marvin Harrison Jr. But because I think he's going to be that good in like 10, 15 years from now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. Well, let's transition to our game of the week breakdown. Uh, it is Ohio State, Notre Dame, number six, Ohio State at number nine, Notre Dame. It is 730 Eastern time on Saturday night. Mark, Notre Dame has not beaten Ohio State since 1963. Is this the year? Does the streak end? They don't play that often, to be to be fair. But hey, don't, um, don't add context to my stat. You know I hate it when you do that. Yeah, they, they, yeah it's not like they've lost 70 in a row or something. Um, but yeah, this is a huge game. Um, I came into this year thinking this was going to be an average, you know, eight win, nine win season. Marcus Freeman's second year. A lot of guys transferred out um, into the transfer portal. There was some drama about the offensive coordinator they didn't get the guy they wanted because they decided to be cheapskates and wouldn't pay his buyout um so they ended up promoting their tight ends coach to oc which was not a move people were excited about well so far so good it's gonna help 
when you have a top five quarterback in the country and a top five running back in the country, you have the best offensive tackle in the country and you might have the best corner in the country. Um, so there's just a lot to like about Notre Dame um, compared to where I thought they were going to be at this point. And it's all in Sam Hartman though. Um, Sam Hartman is the type of guy that makes you think that you're, ceiling is different than it was before and Notre Dame's had a ceiling for a long time and this is this game's a test of that this is the biggest Notre Dame game in South Bend since the Bush push in 2005 I was nine years old when that game happens one of the most brutal losses of my life Notre Dame or Notre Dame people are saying it's the toughest ticket to get in Notre Dame Stadium in 19 years this is a huge 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 game um, and Ohio State I came into the year thinking, all right, well, they'll lose Ohio State and maybe they can get Caleb Williams and USC in October. But the way it's shaping up, Ohio State has not been Ohio State quite yet. They don't have Justin Fields. They don't have C.J. Stroud. Kyle McCord looked a little better this week against the Cupcake, but Notre Dame's defense is for real. Um, So this is a true, true, true test of Kyle McCord. I'm feeling so much better going into this game than I ever could have anticipated Give me Notre Dame plus three and a half. I really do think it's a it's a toss up, and since it's a home game, since Notre Dame has the better quarterback, and I'll just raise this one last thing. Sorry for rambling. This is like the biggest Notre Dame game in so long, but Marcus Freeman, Notre Dame coach, Ohio State legend, an absolute legend at Ohio State, coached on their staff for many years, got passed over to give Ryan Day the head coaching job. This is a revenge game. Marcus Freeman is going to come out and shove it in Ohio State's face, and uh, I, I, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling. I'm shocked how good I feel. Mark, do you know what the final score was in 1936 when Notre Dame <laughs> beat Ohio State last? No, but that's about uh, how long you have to go back to uh, when Michigan won a national title. If you go all the way back to, I, I don't know how the. I, I guess this is a uniting, a uniting thing for Notre Dame and Ohio State fans to hate Michigan together. But Michigan, if you go back to the last time Michigan won a national title, they were playing the YMCA. They were playing, uh, they were playing, you know, the little sisters of the poor. Well, what was the score? Nine to four? Seven to two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just, just pro tip for those of you out there that want to phrase outlandish stats that Ohio State's won five straight, 1995, yeah. 96, 05, 2015, and 2022. But Notre Dame won in 1936. So you say that Notre Dame hasn't beaten Ohio State since 1936 and you don't say it was just five games yeah they gave ohio state a, a heck of a game last year um, yeah held, held the offense to 21 points but and notre dame's defense is good but the offense just couldn't do anything last year only put up 10 last year the, notre dame had the worst quarterback play of any year of my lifetime they had tyler buckner who tyler buckner went to alabama i don't know if anyone saw him against usf uh, they tried to act like he was going to be the savior. They benched Jalen Milrow. He went five for 16 and got benched right away. He's back on the bench there. And then we had a bunch of other scrubs. But, yeah, Sam Hartman, it, it makes a big difference going from the quarterbacks Notre Dame had last year to a true, true Heisman contender. Mm-hmm. All right. Dives, what do you have on this game? No, just to piggyback off of what Mark just said, like this game's all about Ohio State's pass rush versus a Heisman candidate in Sam Hartman, man. Uh, The Fighting Irish offense has been nothing short of dominant. Uh, They have 184 points through four games. Uh, That is the most prolific four-game start to a season for the Notre Dame Irish since 1914. 
this Notre Dame offense averages 8.27 yards per play, which is tied for fifth most in the nation. Sam Hartman loves to drive the football down the football field. He averages 11.37 yards per attempt, which is third most in the nation. And on the other end, you have a high, an Ohio State defense that ranks sixth best against the pass. Uh, they've got great pass rushers in uh, Michael Hall Jr., JT Tuamaloa, Jock Sawyer. Um, the good news for Notre Dame is that they have two great offensive tackles to handle that pressure in Joe Alt and Blake Fisher, man. Uh, you saw kind of Ohio State's defense really step up in week three, four sacks, six pass breakups, a pick six. Uh, that Ohio State defense is really talented, uh, and it's just going to be a great matchup. All right. Anything else that anybody, either of you want to throw out about this game? No, I mean, it, you mentioned the the thing about me shoehorning this game into the game of the week is egregious. This is one of the best games uh, that we've had in a long time. Two top eight teams. Um, uh, yeah, short spread. But I do just want to mention some of the other fantastic games this weekend because it is such an incredible weekend of games. You have uh, Penn State, Iowa to stick in our region, Colorado, Oregon, which we already mentioned Florida state Clemson, which short spread there, Florida state only a two and a half point favorite Oregon state, Washington state's a ranked matchup. Uh, you, you have Ole Miss and Alabama, which Alabama is down, but that's still a ranked matchup. UCLA and Utah, which is a ranked matchup, Arkansas and LSU, Arkansas is not ranked, but they're right there on the fringe. Like, there, there's a lot of really, really good matchups. Incredible weekend for college. Oh, you forgot one of the marquee matchups. Oklahoma, what is it? Tulsa, SMU, Cincinnati, Tulsa, Cincinnati, was last Cincinnati. Week. Yeah. Let's go, baby. Well, hey, you guys are you guys are looking a lot better. It looks like you guys are shaping up for a, a showdown with Texas. Yeah, I don't think that's going to go well, but I can <laughs> live the dream until OU Texas, and I'll, I'll take it. So. Are you saying that Texas is back? I'm saying that Dylan Gabriel is not a good quarterback. <laughs> now we can we'll talk. Quinn Ewers runs hot and cold. If he plays the way he did against Alabama, OU has no chance. I don't know why I'm talking about a game that's several weeks from now, but if he plays the way that he did against Wyoming last week, they got a great chance. So he's just kind of hot and cold, and hopefully the hopefully OU catches him on a cold one, but. That's several weeks down the road. It probably won't even be the game of the week when we get there because, oh, you might go lose to Cincinnati this weekend. Who knows? But thank you guys for joining us for this episode of the BGN Draft Show. If you enjoy the show, be sure you hit that subscribe button uh, so you get all the shows on the BGN radio feed. Five-star ratings and reviews really help get the podcast out there. You can check us out on Twitter. I'm at ShaneHalfNFL. Dives is at Mr. Crockpot. Puts out so many shorts and videos and things. It's insane. Go follow him. At Mark is at Mark Henry Jr. underscore. We will catch you guys next week for another episode of the BGN Draft Show. <laughs>